Good morning, and welcome to another edition of MoneyWise with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide. Thanks for making us part of your morning. The mission of USA Wealth is to help you protect your family and protect your money. And now here's your host, Ray Lance. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of MoneyWise, and once again, we thank you for listening every single week. We want to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. This show is brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We're virtually across the street from the Vanity Fair Shopping Center. I think I'd call it a shopping center. Uh, it's a good name. And uh, this morning, I want to say, first of all, a, a warm welcome to one of my favorite people in the world, and that is my son, Peter Lance. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Peter, thank you for joining us. You don't get a chance to be on the radio as much as you used to because you're such a busy guy these days, but um, tell us the name of your company and where you're located. Uh, Lance Family Insurance Agency, and we are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road as well, uh, right next to U.S. Uh, Route 6 Marine and sort of kitty corner to the Vanity Fair outlets. You know, as we broadcast this week, Peter, I want to remind everybody that we're approaching some very important dates on our calendar every year. Uh, we're coming close upon Veterans Day in November, November 11th, and we have another important date on November 10th, don't we? Of course. Hoorah. Well, tell people what it's about. <laughs> tell people what's the significance of November 10th. Tun Tavern, the birthplace of the United States Marine Corps. Well, I thought in... Uh, honor of your service in the United States Marine Corps, and I served in the Marines, and my father spent 20 years in the Marine Corps, and my grandfather served in the Marines in World War One. that I would give a few Marine quotations this morning. Do you think that would be a good way to start our show today, Pete? Absolutely, but while you're talking about Veterans Day and the birthday of the United States Marine Corps, it's also October and close to Halloween. And there's a very simple reminder I'd like to tell everyone out there, and that is to replace your batteries and your smoke detectors. That's a really good reminder, and I try to do that every year. Do it when daylight savings time changes, both in the fall and the spring, whether you think your batteries need it or not. Gosh, there's, it's a very simple thing you can do for the safety of your family, isn't it, Pete? It really is. Very important, and it is the year, or the time of the year, I should say, to do it. So uh, go out and do it right now. Go check them right now. Good. Good idea. Well, I want to give you a couple of quotations about Marines, Pete, because I think that uh, it's an important tradition in our family. So this is from General James F. Amos. He's the 35th Commandant of the Marine Corps. And he said, a Marine is a Marine. I set that policy two weeks ago. There's no such thing as a former Marine. You're a Marine, just in a different uniform, and you're in a different phase of your life. But you'll always be a Marine because you went to Paris Island, San Diego, or the hills of Quantico. There's no such thing as a former Marine. Hoorah! I like that one. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, that, I, I like that one also because we've always heard that there's no such thing as an ex-Marine, but now General Amos has said there's no such thing as a former Marine. You're just in a different uniform. I think my favorite quote, though, is from Reagan, and you will probably be quoting that as well. Yeah, I can give you that quotation. Uh, this is another quotation from General of the Armies, Douglas MacArthur, in Korea. He said, I have just returned from visiting the Marines at the front and there is not a finer fighting organization in the world. 
a great compliment from General of the Army. And I'm going to give you two more quotes about Marines, and then we'll leave the Marine Corps behind for today. And this is also from um, a General of the Marine Corps, General Charles Krulak, um, 1997. He said, for over 221 years, our Corps has done two things for this great nation. We make Marines, and we win battles. Before you say the next one, uh, General Krulak was actually the commandant when I was going through Paris Island, and I was chosen as one of oh, just a half a dozen or so uh, recruits. We were not Marines at the time. You don't earn that honor until graduation day, uh, who put on a show in the giant Olympic-sized swimming pool with all of our gear on to show how we can survive in the water with all of our camouflage outfits on. Oh, and uh, General Krulak and was there? boots on and everything. Yep, was he came happened? by and we did a little, a little presentation, a little show for him. Well, I have some other good quotations that um, they're not all suitable for uh, reading on the radio because some of them have a little bit of profanity in them, but... Um, Marines don't swear. No, Marines don't swear. Um, I can't find the one about uh, President Reagan used, but uh, I'll have you look for that one. Uh, I, I think I can say it. It's... A lot of people wonder if they've ever made a difference in their life. Marines don't have that problem. That's pretty close. So I'll give you my last quotation, and this is from uh, General Alexander Vandegrift, uh, 1946. He had to testify before the Senate Naval Affairs Committee, and he said, the bended knee is not a tradition of our Corps. So that's enough of quotations about the Marines for today. but. It's fun to do once in a while, especially when you're on the show with me, Pete. Somebody who does not listen to the radio show, a friend of mine, uh, gave me a Ben Franklin quote the other day, just out of the blue. And he said, you know that quote? And I rolled my eyes and said, you don't listen to my father every week, do you? <laughs> All he quotes is Ben Franklin. Oh, <laughs> uh, shucks. I thought you were going to give us a quotation, Pete. <laughs> well, actually, you've given us one quotation today, so that's good. I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Well, I'd like to announce that we also have another special guest with us on the radio this morning. We have uh, Will Goulart, and he occupies a very noble profession, which is what I told you a little earlier, Will. Will is a teacher in the Green School in Fairhaven. Fall River. I'm sorry, Fall River. Why did I write Fall River? Is there a Green School in Fairhaven also? No, I don't think so. Okay, Green School in Fall River. Um, and Will, uh, welcome and good morning. Thank you for having me on today. And I know you teach uh, grades K through 5. That's correct. You know, my first memories, and I'm a lot older than you are, my first memories in school go back to the fifth grade. And I can remember my fifth grade teacher very, very well. And I was in North Carolina at the time. Um, her name was Mrs. Bowlby. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but I remember her very well. She was a little on the heavy side. Uh, she made a distinct impression on me. And she used to tell the kids, if you don't behave, I'm going to sit on you and make you into a little grease spot. And I can remember that <laughs> quotation very well. <laughs> but she was a good teacher as well. I just remembered that particular expression coming from her. But you can't say those things today probably. It wouldn't uh, be politically no, correct, no, would it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think my principal would like to Times hear that Times have changed. One, so. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, Will, how long have you been teaching? Uh, this is my 11th year teaching, uh, and I uh, have taught in Plainville, or I taught in Plainville for 10 years, and this is my first year in the Fall River school systems. Uh, they gave me an opportunity that I just couldn't pass on. Well, that's good. You know, and I meant it sincerely when I said that it's a noble profession because I think teaching is a great profession. And if I hadn't followed the career path that I did, I've thought many, many times that um, I should have been a teacher because I enjoy explaining things to people. And and uh, But, you know, I chose the route that I did, and I don't regret it. So this morning we're going to be talking about two particular topics. We're going to be talking about student loan forgiveness program. And, Peter, I know you've got information to share on that. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you graduate from college and you've got thousands and thousands of dollars of student loans? And how can you get rid of some of those student loans? And it really is a major problem. There's over a trillion dollars of student loan debt outstanding today in this country. We're also going to talk about something called the Donors Choose Program. And, Will, we're going to be talking with you a little bit about that. Uh, The first thing I'd like to do as we begin this morning is... Just a little quick, few quick words on what's new in the economy. And I'm going to try to bring this as a feature every week as we talk about uh, whatever the topic is for the week that we want to discuss. I think it's important to update people. And here's a couple of things I'd like to have you know. First of all, although there's still a huge amount of volatility in the stock market, and if anybody is invested in mutual funds or If you've got money in a 403B account or a 401K account or an IRA account and you want to know where to invest your money, there's there's huge uncertainty in the market. But something good has happened this past week, at least, um, in the markets in general, and that is the S&P 500, that's the Standard & Poor's 500, has posted its biggest weekly gain of 2015. Now, that's a good sign for anybody who is invested in something that relies upon the performance of the S&P 500. So, for example, Pete and Will, one of the things that I do a lot in my office at USA Wealth Group is we work with a lot of indexed products and indexed annuities. Um, And the benefit to those things is you don't have the low returns of the banks, you don't have the volatility of the stock market. Rather, you're in something where the principal can never go down, and yet If the S&P 500 goes up, many of these products are tied to the performance of the S&P 500 index. It's the oldest, most stable index we have in the country. So the good news this past week uh, in economic news is that the S&P 500 had its best week for the whole year of 2015. This past week, the S&P 500 gained 3.26%. So that's pretty remarkable news, and again, If anyone would like more information about that, please get in touch with me at my office, 508-998-88500. Excuse me, let me repeat that. I'm mixing numbers. 508-998-8858 is my number. Um, I'll get that right. I'm trying to look at papers at the same time. But there's a lot of uncertainty, and the main problem we have right now in our economy is that even world-class economists cannot agree on when interest rates might start to go up, for example. Um, so there's great uncertainty. One of the most stable index you can tie any returns to is the S&P 500 index. Um, I've got other things I could say about the economy, but 
Uh, I just want to mention that uh, there is concern about falling profits and increased borrowing by U.S. corporations as well. And that, in turn, is shaking up the so-called debt market. So what's happening is that the companies that give a credit rating to corporations in this country, they're downgrading more and more U.S. companies because there is so much uncertainty. But let's come back and talk about this very important subject of student loan forgiveness, uh, first of all, Pete. You know, there's an article just very recently, um, probably in the last week in the Standard Times, which really highlights what this problem is about student loans. Um, the, the story starts out, there's a story on October 9th, 2015, for example, called A Multi-Generational Hit. And it starts talking about a gentleman at the age of 40 is still paying for his college because he's got college loans to pay off. Uh, it talks about a gentleman who's paying $512 a month to student loans and still has a $20,000 balance on his loans. It's impacted on where he's chosen to live because he can't afford to live in certain communities where he'd like to. He has to live um, in outlying districts to a place that's uh, less expensive. Right now it's estimated that student debt in this country, uh, Peter, is $1.2 trillion. And we're now seeing multiple generations of people, parents as well as their children, who are still paying off on student loans. It's really become uh, quite a problem. It's been leading up to becoming a problem for a number of decades now. Uh, and yes, it's a multi-generational problem where you know, the children are going to be having to pay for their parents' student loans eventually. It's sort of like in Japan where the real estate values are so high that they have what's called multi-generational loans. So in other words, if you're going to purchase a house right now, you're looking at you know, getting a 15-year uh, mortgage or a 30-year mortgage. Well, they have what's called multi-generational mortgages in Japan because real estate's uh, value is so high. So in other words, when you go to purchase a house in Japan, you're basically uh, putting it out there that your children are going to be paying and continuing to pay for the house once you are either no longer working or you know, possibly gone. Well, um, I happen to know of people who are in their 40s and even 50s who still have student loans to pay. But you've been doing something fairly interesting recently, Pete. Uh, and by the way, how does somebody reach you at your office? What's your phone number? Uh, sure, it's 508 858 0555. There's a lot of specifics and a lot of details that we can go into. Um, I think that we should probably save that for the second segment okay. and uh, go over what Donors Choose is, which we have talked about before uh, at one point on this show um, with actually one of your coworkers, Will, uh, Megan Prizio and Heather uh, Smith at the Green School. Yes. They were on the radio last year as well. Okay, uh, so I'd like to jump in real quickly and just remind people that we are going to be talking about uh, student loan forgiveness in the second part of our show. Meanwhile, right now, let's come back and talk with uh, Will Goulart, who's a teacher uh, in grades K through five at the Green School in Fall River. And Will, are you involved in the uh, program known as Donors Choose. Are you involved in that program too? Uh, yes. This past year as I uh, took the job, I started to look at uh, avenues for creating um, materials I had to get for the classroom and Donors Choose came up as one of those particular opportunities. Uh, so I 
researched a little bit, went online, found out more about it, contacted some of the people in the classrooms and, and the other in the other parts of the school, and uh, they kind of led me down the road to uh, this particular item. Okay, so I know Donors Choose is actually a nonprofit organization, I, I believe, DonorsChoose.org. That is correct. And what exactly does it do? Well, uh, you have to set up on their site what you want um, your project to be and the materials that you need. Um, then they will, in turn, um, get the word out that you need a certain amount of money to, to finance this particular project. I give them all the background, and they'll, in turn, uh, promote it out to the rest of the community. And, and what Donors Choose really specifically is, it's a nonprofit organization that uh, Bill Gates said if he had one charity to give money to, it would be Donors Choose. And what Donors Choose is, it was founded about uh, now 11 years ago in Brooklyn, New York, where a school teacher decided that he needed some uh, materials for his classroom that he either couldn't afford or didn't want to go out of pocket for, shouldn't have to go out of pocket for. The school system couldn't afford the materials, so he created DonorsChoose.org. And he actually and some of his colleagues funded some of the initial projects just to make it look like it was more success successful than it was. Now it is a great success story, but he had to sort of, uh, you know, get it off the ground and, and make it appear successful at the beginning. And it, that's exactly what it's for, is you're an educator. You already put in a lot of time, a lot... A lot of hours, uh, a lot of your own school supplies, I'm sure, come from your own home, <laughs> and you shouldn't have to go out of pocket for anything um, in addition to what you already do. And so Donors Choose is set up for a teacher who has a specific need in mind for their classroom, and they set up a, uh, a little site on Donors Choose, and they ask people to donate money. It's like a crowdfunding site, I guess? It's sort of like a GoFundMe, but it's just for educators, only for educators. Okay. And does this mean that a member of the public who wants to do something to help students can visit DonorsChoose.org and then donate to it? How does this work? You can go on DonorsChoose.org, type in a zip code or a town or, you know, something that you'd like to take a look at what kind of projects are out there, and it will show you, you know, a bunch of different projects that are looking to be funded. Some of them are very close to being funded. Some of them have just started and, and need a little bit more time and more money before it's complete. Hmm. I want to give you a quick quotation from Aristotle. And, Will, I, I assume you've heard about Aristotle before. I sure have. He had a lot of wonderful things to say. One of the things he wrote was, those who educate children well are more to be honored than parents, for parents only gave life. Teachers demonstrate the art of living well. So I, I can remember teachers, and I think teachers, uh, as I said, it's, it's one of the most honorable professions you can be involved in. And thank you for being a teacher. And, Will, we're going to actually go into specifics about your project right now. Uh, you were not there in the spring, but I did a little presentation of some bike giveaways at the Green School. And one of the things that I said in front of the um, entire staff is very genuinely true. Joel and the staff that are there do more than probably any other school that I've seen in terms of giving back to the students and making them feel like what they're doing is making a difference and the effort that they're putting in is making a difference and is really very well rewarded. Uh, I, I do ice cream parties. They do uh, special events all throughout the year to really recognize and reward many of the students who are putting the extra effort in to make the school a better school. 
So, Peter, let's say that somebody is, or, or Will, maybe you're a better person to answer this question. Let's say somebody is listening and they're from the Fall River or New Bedford area, and they'd like to be able to contribute some money to be able to help on a specific school project. Um, I mean, they're helping kids when they do this, right? That's correct. And so they would visit donorschoose.org, and then you punch in a zip code for where you might like to help. So if you live in Fall River, you'd you'd put in a Fall River zip code, or in New Bedford, you'd put in the New Bedford zip code where you might live. And then what would that do? Would that pull up... Populates a bunch of different projects in that area, Uh or you can enter into the search uh, a specific project that you're looking for and you're looking to find out more about and donate, which is... You know what we're talking about in this case with um, with Will. Uh, his project is called "May the Force Be With You." May the force be with you. This sounds like a Johnny Carson Carnac question. May the force be with you. Let's see. How can I make a difference in a child's life? May the force be with you. I actually know that bit, believe it or not, even though it's very old. You do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I miss Johnny Carson and the the Carnac, the Magnificent. Did you ever watch that, Will? I do remember that, absolutely. <laughs> yep. That was great. That was a great skit with Ed McMahon. So why don't we talk a little bit about your actual specific project, Will, and how people can help you and your students. Okay. Uh, and as uh, Pete indicated before, uh, May the Force Be With You is the, the title of it. And what I'm looking to do is I'm trying to acquire certain, um, actually it's Lego Education Duplo early simple machine sets. Um, these sets are going to allow the students to get a hands-on approach to engineering. And that's the, my new job is not only as a computer teacher, but as a STEM teacher. And STEM is a new push in education involving science, technology, engineering, and math. And so this year, I'm going to try to incorporate as many engineering challenges into my classroom as I can. Um, this past uh, September, actually just a, a month or so ago, we did a marshmallow challenge that we did for the entire grade, uh, entire school, excuse me, and I had grade winners from second grade all the way up to fifth grade. They had to work together and they had to design uh, a item based on a few materials that they were given to keep a marshmallow as high off a table as you possibly could. Uh, the kids loved it. They want to go back to it, but we need to incorporate as many of these as we can. It's going to get them excited about school and get ready for the 21st century jobs that are, that are going to be out there. Well, that sounds exciting. Sounds like a lot of fun. You know, a number of years ago, I was trying to figure out I remembered from my childhood having an erector set, these long perforated uh, bars, and you'd screw them together with little nuts and bolts and make things. You could make cranes. and Probably too dangerous today. I'm sure they have some sort of a... But they were wonderful. So you know what I actually did? I went into Google, and there's a company in Canada that's still producing old erector sets, or, or the old version of the erector sets, but they're ridiculously expensive. I thought it'd be fun for my grandkids to have this... I remember playing with those things. Of course, now we have the plastic Legos as well, and some of those are fascinating. Yeah, unfortunately, there's so much, uh, so many video games and apps and other things that kids get hooked on now that it doesn't really teach creativity as much as a lot of those older sets did. Mm-hmm. And, and problem solving, and that's what we talk yeah. about: collaboration, problem solving, you know, creativity, uh, and these engineering challenges. And that's what exactly what my "May the Force Be With You" activity would do: is would give them an idea to do some uh, hands-on things and also uh, learn about gravity and friction and force and pull. 
in an approach that's not on a computer and it's with their hands. So mm-hmm. it would be a lot more. I think the kids would really want to come to school, get excited about school, knowing that this is this is waiting for them in the classroom. Well, I'll give you a hint on one other thing you might want to take a look at, and that's something called an egg crate kit. Um, a number of years ago, I was a dean of the Masonic Leadership Institute, and one of our weekend challenges we had is you got a little plastic bag, and inside the plastic bag, and you had a team. It had to be a team project. There were like five or six or eight popsicle sticks, uh, some pipe cleaners, a little bit of tape, and you had to design a little crate that was capable of holding an egg inside of it. And then you got up on top of a ladder, and you were about 12 feet up in the end, you'd drop it and see if the egg would survive. And I did one of those last year with my former students. Uh, it was basically the design was the Mars rover mm-hmm. and getting ready to drop the, the Mars rover on Mars. And very similar, you got an egg inside of a bag, but you got different materials, and you actually had to, each material cost money, so you had to keep your budget under a certain amount while still trying to succeed with your mission. Well, isn't that funny? Uh, well, we, what we did when I did that, and my particular team, is we punched a hole in either edge, uh, end of the egg, and we went to the men's room, and we blew out the contents so we had a hollow egg because it wasn't in the rules that so you couldn't have a hollow egg. So our egg survived, and then they changed the rules after that, and they said you couldn't hollow out the eggs. Well, we're talking with uh, Will Goulart, who's a teacher at the Green School in Fall River. We're talking about the Donors Choose program. We're going to come back in just a minute and talk further about that, and we're also going to talk about the very important subject with Peter Lance of student loan forgiveness. What can you do if you have this massive student loan debt? What are some of the specific things you can do? So please stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Money Wise. This is our second half hour. And we're talking about several important subjects this morning. We're talking about the Donors Choose program, which is a very important thing for education. And by the way, it can give you a tax deduction as well. So this morning, first of all, we're going to welcome back Will Goulart, who's a teacher. Uh, he teaches grades K through 5 at the Green School in Fall River. Welcome back, Will. Oh, thank you for having me and again. Thank you for being here. You know, we're talking about the Donors Choose program first, and then we're going to talk some specific information about student loan forgiveness, which I think is an important subject for a lot of people. But this Donors Choose program, I've done a little reading on it myself. It is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And way back in 2003, uh, the gentleman who established the Donors Choose program, his name is Charles Best. Uh, He was a retired social studies teacher in the Bronx, he created this. He went on the Oprah Winfrey program and described um, how innovative teachers can work and how the fact that they need to raise some money sometimes to fund their special projects, which is gonna help stimulate the minds of children. So when it was discussed in the Oprah program, first of all, it crashed Oprah Winfrey's website. So many people responded. And within a very short time, viewers had donated $250,000 to help fund classroom projects. So this exposure on the uh, Oprah Winfrey program allowed the Donors Choose program to expand from beyond just New York City to across the country. So ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to do something that would be useful in your community, doing something very positive to help not only the teachers who are teaching 
but help to educate young minds. This is something that you can do in your own small way to make a big difference. Absolutely. Please it's make a difference. Simply are not enough resources in our educational budgets. So you can make a donation by either going online to donorschoose.org and typing in May the Force Be With You or typing in Fall River, Massachusetts and searching for May the Force Be With You. Or if you are not very computer savvy, I would be more than happy to accept any donations at my office, uh, which is located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And I will make sure that that donation gets into uh, Will Goulart's uh, program. Or you can go to the Green School, I'm sure, which is in Fall River, and you can donate money there as well. So please, uh, they're looking for an additional $437. Uh, the Green School is located at 409 Cambridge Street, and their phone number is 508 675 83 so please, even if it's $5, you know, if you can do $10, $20, anything that you can do to try to make up the rest of this, this is something that Will Goulart is trying to put together for his students that will teach them um, a, a really a lot of different things. I know that you're talking about force and friction and gravity and pull and push and motion, and it, it really sort of opens up and expands their minds, and, and, you know, children need that nowadays. So please, anything that you can do to help would be great. Good thinking, Pete. You know, um, Will Goulart, we're very pleased that you're here. We're very pleased that you have the energy and the enthusiasm to create a project that will stimulate uh, young minds in the area of engineering in particular. Uh, one aspect that I, I think they, they're going to enjoy about this is the students that have to uh, build uh, a car and a launcher from the from the Duplo kit that we're trying to acquire, and they're going to test these cars on both the launchers as they progress through it. They're going to have to test the loads of their trucks and a variety of surfaces, collect and analyze data, um, and test it again, and then redesign and rebuild it. So in other words, it's, it's really the engineering design model. So uh, taking a problem, trying to originally design it and then redesign it. So... Uh, introducing that to kids at this age. They're going to want to come back from middle school and high school. And this is the type of community that we want to get these kids out of high school and into secondary education, mm -hmm. into uh, that college of their choice. Um, and that's the, that's the push. And you've got to start them early in order to succeed. Oh, I fully agree with that. Now, is there such a thing as a science fair project for kids in this particular age group? Well, that would be something. I know in the past uh, I've done it through with fifth graders, mm -hmm. so it depends. You know, I'd have to miss, uh, talk to Mr. Jocelyn, our, our principal, in regards to that. Uh, it might be something he wants to approach down, down the road now that uh, we have a new science teacher and, and a STEM teacher like myself. Um, I think the students would enjoy it. It's a lot of work on their behalf and oftentimes on their parents' behalf or mm -hmm. whoever's at home. Um, so it's one of those projects that you really have to have everyone on the same page before you take it on. Sure. Well, I applaud very much what you're doing. You know, Henry Adams once wrote, a teacher affects eternity. He can never tell where his influence stops. And you were saying earlier about a teacher that you remember very clearly from the fifth grade. Everybody has that one or two or, you know, maybe a handful of special, special teachers that really made a difference. Uh, and you were saying earlier that you're seeing that now, uh, Will, that you're, you know, getting some emails and some people reaching out to you and saying what a special teacher you are and how you made that change in them and are now making the difference as they're in their college careers. So I applaud you for that. 
Yeah, it's, it's nice to see those emails from time to time, former students, and, and it takes me a second sometimes to flash back to the name, and then I reconnect, and I remember them when they were 10 years old or 11 years old, and now to see that they're 18 or 20, and the influence I had on them just back then and how it influenced their lives later, it's, it's outstanding. It's just such a warm feeling for me. Will, do you remember the... Um um, actor on television, Lily Tomlin. Oh, yes, of course. She was on Laugh-In and other things. And uh, Well, she wrote once, I like a teacher who gives you something to take home to think about besides homework. Isn't that a great quotation? Yes, it is. Well, we're talking with um, Will Goulart this morning. We're talking about the Donors Choose program. And what I want to challenge our listeners to do today is don't just sit and listen to this information. Do something and take some action. Visit DonorsChoose.org, put in your zip code, and put in May the Force Be With You, or look for that particular project, and make a donation to help Will's project, because you're helping kids, you're helping teachers when you do this. Every little bit can make a big difference, so please uh, go on right now, $5, $10, anything that you can do would be really wonderful, and you can add your own little note of encouragement uh, on there when you go on as well. My first donation was from a former teacher in the Fall River School System, uh, and of course she remembers all the, the great things that she did and wanted to donate back to the school to, to keep those things going. Yeah, there's so many things that we can do to positively influence young lives, and that's what the donors choose program is all about. Peter, let's switch gears for a minute and talk a little bit about student loan forgiveness. You know, it's, it's a tragedy in this country, and it's, it's finally reached the level of political awareness amongst all the various candidates for uh, the presidency. Um, I just watched very recently uh, the Democratic debate. I've seen some of the Republican debate. And more and more, the candidates for the president are talking about, we've got to do something about the student loan uh, program. So, are there programs that exist where student loans can be forgiven or part of them can be forgiven? Can you describe some of that, Pete? There are programs. Uh, I can help in a multitude of ways. Uh, if you are a public servant, in other words, if you are an educator or if you are a police officer, a firefighter, or you know a nurse who works for a nonprofit hospital, then you could be eligible for student loan forgiveness. Uh, and every single case unfortunately is vastly different from the the last one it's it's really a case-by-case -case scenario as to how much you're eligible for if you're eligible uh, but that's what I'm doing is helping these people who deservedly um, you know deserve to be have uh, you know some of the student loan debt forgiven when they're out there making a difference every day in their community and yes there is a program it is put on by the federal government uh, and it's called the PSLF program, which is it's intended to encourage individuals to enter and continue to work full-time in public service jobs. Well, can you give an example? For example, um, if you have a teacher who graduated from college and they're now engaged in public teaching, um, can they have a, a portion of their student loan forgiven, like a certain percentage for every year they teach or something of that nature? How does it work? Every teacher is eligible for some type of student loan forgiveness. However, if they are in what's called a tier one school, uh, they are eligible for more. Okay. And a tier one school is any school that 35% uh, or more of the students are eligible for either free or reduced lunch. That's how they uh, designate these schools. So perhaps in a disadvantaged area? Correct. All right, and so paraprofessionals are eligible as well. They just have to have a minimum of 30 uh, hours per week at the school. All right, and so this is a program where I assume you have to apply for it in the first place. 
You do have to apply for it. It's not a, a particularly difficult process. It just might be a little bit time-consuming, but I do a lot of that work for you. I don't charge to do this. I do it really genuinely to help out people, especially educators, because mm -hmm. that's who I work primarily with. Right. Um, so yes, you do have to go on to a website first and create an ID, and they basically verify that you are who you say you are, and it takes 24 to 48 hours for the federal government to say, yes, this is Peter Lance, now we're going to give him uh, his what's called FSA ID, and now he can go in and see what his student loans are, uh, what type of student loans they are, how much he qualifies for for um, student loan forgiveness. And the reason that the federal government is doing this is that they're looking to try to reward the people who are serving their community and try to encourage them to remain in their professions because, unfortunately, teachers especially have one of the highest turnover rates. Uh, I believe it's 45% of all educators will be gone within four years. So in other words, new educators, um, you know, three to four years from now, almost half of them will be doing something else. They won't mm -hmm. be teaching any longer. They'll be in a different profession. So have you actually, um, do you have any examples of some teachers that you've actually worked with and helped um, go through this paperwork and process. yes I, I do and what I do is I email them or talk to them on the phone and I give them the website that they can go on it takes like I said maybe 10 or 15 minutes to go through and have them create their own FSA ID um, and then they wait to get their uh, their username and password mm -hmm. which again takes 24 to 48 hours and after that that's when it's a little bit more complicated and really on a case-by-case -case situation where you have to look at their student loans find out whether they're Stafford loans or private loans or you know basically every single type of loan that they have is on the page once they get their username and password and that's when we can really break it down and find out whether they're eligible and if so how much now a SPED teacher or math or science teachers uh, who are listening, or if you know anyone, they're eligible for uh, potentially a lot more, up to $17,500 in student loan forgiveness. What's SPED? Special yep, sorry, spe special education teachers. Okay. Yep. Are there any SPUD teachers? Never mind. Bad joke. Um, the, the, you know, in addition to public service um, professionals out there, there is something else that I can do to help people, uh, and that's you still go through the same process, but once you do that, there's a website that you can go on and you can put in your own numbers and it will show you, oh gosh, at least a dozen different ways that you can pay off your student loan debt. Okay. And it, you really pick and choose which one is right for you. There might be one that will pay it off faster, but you're paying you know, $1,000 a month instead of $500 a month. Uh, and you can actually go on to these links on this website. And, it will, and if you say, number six out of 12 sounds good to me. That's the way I want to pay off my student loan debt. We'll tell you exactly w what date you'll have it paid off, and you can click on that link, and it will, you know, basically allow you to transfer your student loan debt over. Okay, I want to remind our listeners that we're we're talking right now with Peter Lance from uh, Lance Family Insurance Agency, and Pete does a lot of work with teachers in particular through the Horace Mann Insurance Company. Peter, are you finding um, when you're talking to students? Excuse me, when you're talking to teachers about student loans and student loan forgiveness, are you finding that some people haven't heard about this information before? Are you educating them for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. And some have heard about it and have, you know, said, oh, 
I won't be eligible. Well, you probably are. You just need to take the time to spend with me and, and find out whether you are or not. But in most cases, you should be eligible. You know, and I've known people who have had a career in one area and then maybe they've been laid off or they've chosen to get out of the corporate world and go back into teaching and they may still have student loans. Will, are you in that position? Uh, well, I went, when I came out of college, I worked in the business world for about 10 years. And then, as you said, I was laid off. And then I tried my hand at teaching and have been there ever since. So. Oh, so I didn't even know that. So this is Will Goulart, who teaches in the Green School in Fall River. And so you may have been in the corporate world. You don't have to answer this personally about yourself, just as a general example. People like you sometimes have been in the corporate world, may have student loans, and then re-enter a different profession like teaching and might still have some eligibility to have some student loan forgiveness. So that's good to know as well. Yep, absolutely. So like I said, I can show everyone whether they are, are eligible for the actual student loan forgiveness or not the best way to pay off their student loans that you know works out best for their budget and their life. So if you have questions about student loan forgiveness, and particularly if you've been a teacher or are a teacher, or you mentioned that there are some other public service jobs where this would be applicable to also, Pete? Yeah, I mean, even, you know, if you were a life, lifeguard or, you know, there's any kind of public service that you've done in the past. Well, we had an employee in our office not long ago, um, and one of the problems that he was struggling with is that he was still living at home with parents because he couldn't afford to live elsewhere. Um, he had a salary in our company, um, but he also had what was what was for him a fairly high student loan uh, indebtedness. It really has become a huge problem, and you know, you were talking about that Standard Times article of the one point two trillion dollars of student loan debt right now. Uh, that is a fairly recent article. What's interesting is that as I was sitting here before, I'm looking through other informational materials that we pulled together to do the show, and there was an article that we had saved from January of this year that was in, uh, let's see, the New York Times from January 24th, 2015, and at that point, the student loan debt was $1.1 trillion. So even though it's only gone from $1.1 to $1.2, think about that. That's, That's $100 million. Billion. Billion dollars, excuse me. Yeah, $100 billion billion dollars in 10 months. Well, pay close attention, ladies and gentlemen. If you have student loans and you have questions about potential forgiveness programs, it might even shape the, your career, um, get in touch with Peter Lance. And what's your phone number, Pete? 508-858-0555. And again, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to go online and create your own username or get your own username and password from this federal government website. And then a couple of days later, uh, or any time thereafter, you can meet with me. We'll sit down. We'll actually take a very close look at all of your student loans. And then from there, we have to call the student loan hotline, if you will, and find out what you're eligible for, how much you're eligible for, and then we have to submit the application. So it's not uh, you know, super quick and easy, but if you could eliminate 5000 to you know, $17,500 of, of student loan debt, why wouldn't you? Well, the other thing you have to remember, too, is uh, we had some uh, bankruptcy attorneys on probably a month ago, and student loans are not dischargeable right. in bankruptcy. So if you have to file bankruptcy because you've got... Uh, too much debt and you can't afford to pay it, you cannot wipe out your student loans in bankruptcy. So you need and to find out something you can do 
to consolidate loans and th- and that well forgive loans don't consolidate before speaking with me because sometimes if you consolidate it might make you ineligible oh. in addition there are some predatory consolidation companies oh, there are more often than not predatory consolidation companies. So you need to make sure that if you do decide to consolidate your student loans, you need to find out that that company is actually uh, doing what they're doing for your benefit and not for theirs because in a lot of cases, these predatory consolidation companies, you'll end up with a lower credit score and end up paying more in the end. Well, you know what? Um, what you do and what I do and what Will does uh, with the students, it's it's like conducting an orchestra. Um, you show people how to uh, make the best of their car insurance and their homeowners insurance, Pete, and you do free quotations for people who are looking to see if they can save money in that area, and I know you help a lot of people uh, doing just that. And the student loan forgiveness thing that I think you're involved in right now is, is really an admirable thing because you don't make any money on that. You nope. can't charge any money for that, but you're showing... I can't charge a fee for anything that I do. I just genuinely do like to help, and, you know, yes, it does bring some business sometimes, so that's the benefit that I get out of it, but I also get to help uh, the people who are teaching our children. So and you brought up something interesting just a few minutes ago that I'd like to elaborate on. If you apply, uh, if, if you file for bankruptcy, your student loan debt is not forgiven. That'll still be there with you until it is paid off. And the other thing is that you need to be current with your student loans, and you really need to make sure that you are paying your student loans on time every month. Uh, that will definitely hinder you for student loan forgiveness if you do not do that. So oh, make tip. sure that you are paying your student loans and paying them on time because it will have an impact on your eligibility, but it also, of course, really negatively affects your credit score. Well, I think anybody listening should pay close attention as well to what's happening in uh, presidential politics because this is starting to become an issue right now, um, and I think you're going to see something happening on the national level depending upon who might get elected president. This is not a plug for any particular candidate because I think it's too early to do that, and I wouldn't do that in the radio anyway. But I think people need to pay attention to this as an important issue. And if it's important in your life, uh, student loans, you need to focus on that. Um, I want to also mention very quickly that um, it's estimated that something like 30% of all student loans in the country are in default. So it is a significant issue when you have a debt that that's large. And it's never going to go away. And it impacts the economy. So get in touch with uh, Peter Lance. And Peter, what's your website? Or actually, give me your phone number. That's even better. Yep. Uh, located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. And my phone number is 508-858-0555. And I'd like to remind everyone again that you're listening to Money Wise, brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. Our phone number is 508-998-8858. Our website is uh, usawealthgroup.com. And get in touch with us anytime you want to, and we're happy to give you information. If you would like some of the material and some of the reports that we can provide, um, we conduct a retirement symphony, if you will. We show people how to coordinate Social Security benefits, where there are other retirement accounts, where there are IRAs. We like to show people how to generate more funds than what they're generating right now. And the most important rule that we have is don't lose the money. 
Have your money in a place that's not only earning something for you, but don't ever put it at risk. And I tell people, especially as you get closer to retirement, you want to be a little bit more conservative about what you're doing. Uh, It was really Warren Buffett who said, rule number one in investing is don't lose the money. Rule number two is don't forget rule number one. That came from Warren Buffett. So you need to be cautious about what you're doing. You need to always think about protecting your family and protecting your money. And that's what we show people how to do. So we've been talking this morning um, with uh, Will Goulart. Will, thank you for being a teacher, and I'm glad that you've chosen this career after your corporate career. And um, if you'd like to make a difference in the life of young people, ladies and gentlemen, take some action. Visit donorschoose.org. Um, Will, is there a number that somebody could call you at also if they don't use computers and they want to know more about how to donate to if your If they want projects? to contact the school, they certainly could, and, and okay. they'll uh, forward that phone call on to me. Uh, 508-675-8325 is a phone number for the William S. Green Elementary School in Fall River. So and the it, ladies in the front office are wonderful. Uh, I see them at least once a week, and they're great people, so they'll be happy to help you out and uh, get you over to Will Goulart or to accept a donation uh, that can be put towards his project, which again, please remember the name. May the force be with you. I like that. May the force be with you, ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening to this show. Do something today. Take some action to help children. The investment that you can make, even small amounts in children, is going to make a difference in your future as well. So donorschoose.org, Will Goulart has a, a wonderful project. It's called May the Force Be With You. And thank you for being here, and thank you, Peter Lance, for talking to us about student loans and student loan forgiveness. We're going to talk more about helping children find funds for college, but um, take some action today. Our tip of the week is real simple. Do something for your own future. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Thank you, Will. Thank you for having me in.